Yay Networks. Hello and welcome to the Evil Lawyer's Guide to Life, or as I've begun to call it, hashtag trust me, I'm a lawyer, trademark. This is the sixth, is it the sixth? This is the sixth show. No, this is the first of November. Anyway, this is the sixth show in a series I'm calling Disaster by Design. I'm Captain Obvious on calling it Disaster by Design. So the Pope, Joe Biden, and Satan walk into a bar, and the bartender says, what can I get you to? Yeah. I'm going to start with a quote from one of my favorite deceased comedians. We're so self-important, so self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees, save the bees, save the whales, save those snails, and the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the entire planet. I'm getting tired of that. I'm sick of Earth Day. I'm sick of these self-righteous environmentalists, these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing worth it this country is they're on their bicycle paths, people trying to make the world safe for their Volvos and Teslas. Besides, environmentalists don't care about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean, nice place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there's nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are screwed. Difference. The planet is fine. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. It's been here four and a half billion years. Do you even think about that arithmetic? The planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, 100,000, maybe 200,000? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200. 200 years versus four and a half billion, and we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat. Thank you, the late, great George Carlin. It was a lot shorter because I took out all the swear words. This is a family show. Uh, Or something like that. There's just way too much going on right now for me to make this a single subject show, unfortunately. And I'd really like to spend the entire thing talking about um, the climate falsity. But I'm going to save that for next week and probably the week after because it's probably going to take two shows to cover the gigantic F-up that's going to be Joe Biden at, um, at the climate conference. But, you know, I heard a headline this morning. And this was on Fox. This just shows you how far the right has slid to the left. Fox headlines, Biden at climate meeting to save the world. I won't even get started on the CNN and MSNBC headlines over the same climate meeting, which may sound like that Biden literally marched on water across the ocean to get there. doesn't say anything about the fleet of 87 SUVs they shipped on jet fuel burning gigantic military aircraft in order to tote Joe around and his I've absolutely Kanye Westian entourage 
at the client at the climate uh, climate fest climate palooza whatever you want to call it like i said earlier the world isn't dying we might be but the world is going to be fine and if you look at the science you know and hey guys 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 there's a difference between trust the science and trust the scientists like I said, this one, this this show is gonna go a little bit every direction. I'm I'm sorry. There's too much to talk about, and until I'm daily foreshadowing, until I'm daily, um, you know, I, I just can't jam it all in. It'd be a three-hour-long show, so I kind of got to pick my battles here. But you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, uh, and he's a scientist, and I said, you know, not you as particularly, you know, not you specifically. But I know what a politician costs. Seven figures, you can buy a politician. Depending on the state, you know, might take eight figures, New York, California. Might take six figures, Kentucky. But that's what it costs to buy a politician. Think, you know, average to really fancy house. You could buy a politician. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a scientist. And... Um, I mean, he's a real scientist. That's what he does for a living, science. Went to college, studied science. You know, like I studied law in law school. He, he went to science school after college, picked up a super degree in science, does science stuff all day. I said, what does it cost to buy a scientist? And he's like, are you for real? And I go, yeah, yeah, I want to know. I'm just curious what it costs to buy a scientist. And he's like, I think you could get one for ten grand, maybe less. And I'm like, I want a national guy. I want a big shot scientist. I want somebody that goes on TV and has people listen to him and look up to him and do whatever he says and worship the ground he walks on, no matter how many puppies he tortures to death. I want that kind of science, that kind of scientist. And my friend was like, quarter million dollars probably. You know, a lot of these experts we listen to, you, you read uh, you read these articles online or whatever, and it'll have someone's byline. It makes them sound like they're really some big, you know, you know, king turd mountain, you know, kind of fellow or gal. And um, what I want you to do is when you read these these articles and you're like, well, that sounds like a big steaming pile. Click on their name and highlight it. Then... Cut and paste it into Google or, if you're smart, DuckDuckGo. Not a sponsor yet. Need to be. And see who they are. Half the time, they are stars in their eyes, leftist, liberal grad students. Or even college students who are in... I, I, I'm sorry, I don't trust um, non-peer-reviewed scientific journal article written by some punk kid at Berkeley. I, I don't, you know, and then it's 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 put out to, you know, and he gets a couple of professors to sign off on it, and then it's put out, and it's, it's relied upon as the gospel. Look, there's one gospel. Several books, one gospel. The rest of this, it's utter nonsense. You got to look at somebody's background. You got to look at their politics because people lie like it's going out of style now. Nobody tells the truth. Can we trust science? I think up to a point. 
Can we trust scientists? Oh, hell no. They're people just like everybody else. And just like everybody else, some of them are honest and some of them are dishonest. Some of them have agendas. Some of them have been bought and paid for. Some of them have been bought and paid for and have agendas. Some of them do things to puppies that would make Joseph Mengelev embarrassed. But we're told to trust the science when we're actually being asked to trust the scientists. And this is from a guy whose hashtag is, trust me, I'm a lawyer. So take it for what it's worth. On to the next topic. Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Now, before I talk about Joe Biden, I want to talk about, you know, something else. You know, maybe we should just say trust the propaganda because the government will never tell you wrong. And the propaganda is always right because now there's a, a study out and it's trending on, on, uh, on the interwebs from the... Public Religion Research Institute. It's a nonprofit. You know, they always put that in there. Nonprofit. Makes it sound official. You know, makes it sound official, like putting .org instead of .com. Sounds all official. Sounds like it's a big deal. The Public Religion Research Institute. That sounds like, you know, a governmental entity that keeps up with religion. We'll leave the First Amendment implications out because that's not what it actually is. The Public Religion Research Institute, <clears throat> there's a bunch of atheists who are against religion. At least that's my opinion. Having done a smattering of research on them, they don't seem to be very pro-religion. But they have come out with a study. A study? Well, that sounds scientific. We're being told every 15 minutes to trust the science... Sounds very scientific. They allegedly randomly online interviewed 2,500 adults in 50 states, and nearly one in five, or 18% of the overall respondents, agreed with the statement because things have gotten so off track, true American patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save our country. And first of all, listen to the statement. It's an if-then, or it's a because. Because things have gotten so far off track. So the first presumption is that things have gotten so far off track. And with that, I agree. Then the next is true American patriots. Well, if you're on the left, when you hear true American patriots, you're thinking those people. So your answer is going to be colored by what you think about those people. And if you're on the right, you think, our people. Next part. May have to resort to violence. May. In the law, there's words mean very different things sometimes, and people don't analyze them like, trust me, I'm a lawyer type fellows do. When you write a contract and you say shall, it means that person has to do that or that must happen. It's a prerequisite. When you say may, it means eh, maybe it will, maybe it won't. People don't necessarily listen carefully to questions that are asked of them before they answered. True American patriots may means that they're in the minds of the person who's answering this question in the affirmative, the people who said yes, the 18%. 
thought that it's a possibility. Now, and we come back to you, what's your definition of true American patriots? A lot of people could hear this question and think we're talking about the military. Because things have gotten so off track, true American patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save our country. Does that sound like they're talking about the military to you? I mean, I think it's arguable that a lot of people who heard that might think they're talking about the military. But that's not the way it's put forth by the Nonprofit Public Religion Research Institute. No, 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 no. Robert Jones, the CEO of PRRI, the nonprofit, and by the way, nonprofit actually means not for profit. It doesn't mean there's no profit, it means that the company doesn't profit. So they just pay it all to their CEOs. I'm not saying that Robert Jones is making a lot of bank off of being the CEO and founder of the Public Religion Research Institute. I'm not saying he's not. I haven't run him yet to see exactly, you know, how many houses he has and if he's living like Bernie Sanders or, in my opinion, a king. He broke the numbers down to say that 30% are of the Republicans and 11% of Democrats and 17% of independents said that uh, American patriots may have to resort to violence. Well... In their release, they just said 30% of Republicans. They didn't say it was 30% of 18%, which works out to 6% of the 2,508 people who were Republicans who were asked. And we don't know where they, they got their, quote, random sample or how they did. They did their interviews online, so they're going to get a lot more. Anyway. What I'm saying, I guess, you know, I could just say figures lie and liars figure. Then Robert Jones sees his moment to grab some fame and, and maybe, you know, get more donations for PRRI. It is an alarming finding. I've been doing this a while. It's not the kind of finding that as a sociologist, a public opinion pollster, you're used to seeing. Overall, the responses to this question illustrate the significant and rapidly increasing polarization of the United States. Then the ADL jumps in. You know, the ADL, I used to be all for them. I used to be all on their side and everything on just about everything. And then they got in bed with the Southern Poverty Law Center that basically says that anybody who doesn't agree with that guy, I'm not going to name him because he sues everyone. Yeah, he's a scumbag lawyer like most of us. Um, you know, they kind of lost their, their direction in my humble opinion, but they, they said, well, they said that what he said is extremely disturbing and, and they said that what he said makes them think, do you recognize the game of telephone going on here? Anybody remember the telephone game when you were a kid? You'd start with one story and then by the time it got all the way around the room, it was an entirely different story. So they said that what they, what he said and what he said was based on specious data that um, it's enough to be concerning. Well, violence in the streets is very concerning, and all we've been hearing about lately is January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. And, um, you know, I did a lot of my career as a criminal defense attorney for uh, some big-time big criminals, 
and big-time criminal organizations. And so I've read a lot of indictments that start out with defendants 1 through 6. And defendants 1 through 6 are always law enforcement. They're either narcs, law enforcement, undercover, undercover law enforcement, or as we call them, narcs, or snitches, confidential informants. So when I look at the indictments over January 6th, and I see defendants 1 through 22, those are feds. Defendants 1 through 22, unnamed defendants. Now the other eight, yeah, I mean, the dude with the horns, you know, who's ever going to forget him, and the, the tattooed guy and the dumbass who had the, uh, the Pelosi deal. But defendants 1 through 22, they're not confidential informants. They're federal agents who were there to move, who, when, they, when, when the, the, the Capitol Police moved back the barricades, they were the ones in front ginning up the crowd. And I still have a First Amendment right to my opinion, so if you disagree with me, well, you can kiss my ass. I've seen too many indictments with defendants blah through blah, and they're, they're, they're always, always Leos, law enforcement, or like I said, confidential informants. So they're either narcs or snitches. They're either undercover or they're snitches. And in this case, they wouldn't have needed snitches because they planned the whole thing. You can deplatform me all you want, but the truth is, and people have seen enough video of the mall cops, I mean, yeah, the mall cops, <laughs> the D.C. police, the Capitol Hill police, the mall cops, moving those barriers and getting out of the way and being like, there you go. Well, that's what happens when someone sees an FBI badge. The local law enforcement step down, step aside, and move the barricades. Was everybody there that day? that uh, got in trouble a fed no were the guys ginning up the crowd and uh, causing all the trouble feds well defendants one through 22 were how many more could there have been i mean it really doesn't take that many people to turn a big amped up crowd into a riot you ain't do it four or five people as we learned and are still learning with Portland still rioting every single night. As we learned during the peaceful protests where people were burning down cities, I personally have friends who lost restaurants, bars, lofts, who had to defend their homes down in downtown Dallas, Texas with a firearm. So... Tell me about, uh, you know, January 6th being an insurrection. You want to see an insurrection? Go back and look at all the video of Portland and the Chaz and Chop. That is an insurrection by definition. January 6th was a minor little riot ginned up by a bunch of feds. Defendants 1 through 22. Maybe we'll do a whole show on that when more of this come spilling out of the five pound bag all 10 pounds of it are jammed into but right now I'm gonna move on again 71 percent of people polled say that Biden 
and his administration are awful. I agree with them. 80% polled said that Republican administrations in the past, let's just say it, Donald Trump, were better at controlling our borders, controlling crime, and running the military. The same percentage, and these polls were taken across all political persuasions, so um, independents, libertarians, Republicans, and idiots all got asked these questions. 80% said that Democrats are better when it comes to abortions, government handouts, and the climate. We're going to save all of our climate stuff that I hadn't already talked about for, like I said, next week when I've got ample material from what Beijing, Biden, Joe, I want to be Stalin, Biden. Um, oops, I crapped my pants. And the internet buried that so fast you would think it never happened, but you can still find it on DuckDuckGo that allegedly Biden had an accident at the Vatican. You know, it's funny. Um, Trump farts and he gets impeached. Biden craps his pants at the Vatican and it gets buried off the internet. You know something else the internet is buried? Marjorie Taylor Greene. And if you Google her, the first thing that pops up is Marjorie Taylor Greene is a far-right conspiracy theorist who managed to get elected to the House. I, I, I'm not kidding. Try it. Try it. Google her. That is that is her that is her description, and then you know the first fifteen articles on Google are about how everybody else in the house hates her. She's been deplatformed. She carried a gun. Blah blah blah. You know she's very pro Second Amendment. She's uh, from Georgia. You know they didn't manage to steal that particular election, but she put forth I think fairly legitimate articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. And um, you're like, did she really? Because we've never heard about that. And you know, I missed it too. I missed it too. You know, with 30% of Republicans about to be put into camps, thanks to that that earlier study we were talking about, and 100% of the violent, I mean peaceful protesters being let out to roam the streets, well, they've already been let out, so I don't see why it matters. Um, but, yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia introduced more articles of impeachment against uh, Biden. Now, what are the articles of impeachment against Biden? Why would we possibly need to impeach Biden? He's doing such a great job that, oh, wait a minute, 71% of Americans think he sucks. Well... Biden has obstructed justice when it comes to his son, Hunter. Remember Hunter Biden? We never hear about him anymore. We never hear about a lot of people anymore. We never hear about Ghislaine Maxwell. We never hear about Jeffrey Epstein. You know, the guy didn't kill himself. We never hear about, uh, there's a lot, you know, but we're just going to concentrate on the fact that we never hear about Hunter Biden anymore. One of her articles of impeachment is that Biden uh, misused executive power. Sound familiar? 
Um, but this is an actual misuse of executive power to prevent uh, any charges against his son and to continue to, uh, to make sure that the Biden clan uh, with a C, or maybe it is a K, I don't know how, how the Bidens spell it, um, considering, you know, his affiliation with Robert Byrd, they probably spell it with three Ks. The Biden clan and Hunter Biden could continue on the gravy train that is the uh, Beijing Biden bucks, you know, build back better. How about Beijing Biden bucks, bub? The articles of impeachment, besides dealing with the Biden family issues and how they're, you know, obstructing justice, selling out the country, deals with uh, the fact that he has failed to do anything about the southern border. Uh, did Kamala ever show up down at the southern border? I don't know. I've got some friends on Border Patrol. I could call them and ask. Um, but, you know, he dropped that political grenade in her lap. Her articles for impeaching Biden over this say that he's allowed hundreds of thousands, if not millions, and I would say it's probably in the millions of illegal aliens in our country. Well, you know what? To add a kick to the, the groin to the punch to the face, the Biden administration has just announced that every illegal who was detained by the Trump administration is entitled to $450,000 up to $1 million in reparations. You know, I'm calling this series Disaster by Design. And if you can't see the writing on the wall, I, I, I don't know how many times I have to spell it out, but when, you know, what is it? The first time, it might be an accident, you know, but by the time you get to the third time, it's enemy action. This is enemy action. This is enemy action against the dollar. This is enemy action against the citizenry. This is enemy action against the Constitution. And it's all coming straight out of Washington. And enemy action coming straight out of Washington, there's a word for that. It's treason. But, you know, since none of us heard about this, and like I said, even I missed it, and I try to, you know, pay attention to alternative news sites so they'll pick up on stuff like this for you guys. But um, new articles of impeachment, not only dealing with Biden and Hunter Biden and China and all the money flowing into the Biden clan, but um, Biden's entire dereliction of the border. And, and you know, uh, Texas has asked FEMA to declare the border disaster area like four times now, and FEMA uh, keeps saying no. They've also... Uh, she also put up articles of impeachment for dereliction of duty because of what he did in Afghanistan before and after the withdrawal. He left behind, I did a show about this, enough weapons to arm the Taliban three times over. And lots of people, American people, foreign people who had helped American people, Afghanis who had helped us, well, they're all dead now. They've all been captured, tortured, held for ransom, killed. It's a great, she calls it a grave dereliction of duty. I call it enemy action out of Washington. She had another one that was interesting. It's usurping congressional authority and ignoring judicial authority of the Supreme Court. And I, I read this as an attorney. I'm not really going to talk about it a whole lot because it gets too lawyery and it'll be boring. 
But I just want to quote uh, Judge Kavanaugh. I'm going to misquote him here, but he's no. You know what? I'm going to quote quote him. Um, when the president tacked on an eviction moratorium nationwide during um, COVID. Oh, by the way, in case you're wondering, we're still during COVID. He basically he didn't have the power to do that. So if you're a landlord and you haven't gotten a check in two years and you're in foreclosure on all of your properties like a certain friend of mine, should have hired me, bud. Um, Justice Kavanaugh explicitly stated in his opinion that in my view, clear and specific congressional authorization via new legislation would be necessary for the CDC to extend that moratorium past July 31st, 2020. So that was a year and a half ago, almost. Well, under Biden, um, they continued to extend it and extend it and extend it. The last extension was until October the 3rd, 2021. I don't know whether it's been extended since then, because fortunately, by the grace of God and the inspiration therefrom, I sold all of my rental property in 2019. Disaster by design. The enemy combatants are in Washington, D.C. I think that's all I got for you today, this week. We've got some surprising things coming up in this show, and um, hopefully I'll be able to go into some of these um, issues a little bit more in depth when we're broadcasting a lot more often. But next week we'll be talking about, unless something really crazy happens, which, by the way, If you've listened to the end, here's your bonus. The government is saying that they've picked up ISIS chatter, that they may be attacking malls in Virginia. Virginia is the scene of a very, very tight race between a Democrat and a Republican for governor. And they're saying that ISIS may attack between now and November the 6th. November the 6th is election day. Hmm. I wonder what kind of false flag we're being set up for right now. And with that, hashtag trust me, I'm a lawyer.